and welcome to Conversations with Dwyer. I'm Matt Dwyer. This is a music podcast, and speaking of music, that song that played me in is titled Going in Reverse. It is by Kathleen, and it is from the album The Eleventh Hour, Songs for Climate Justice, which is an album I curated and produced with Sub Pop and filmmaker Adam McKay, and 100% of the proceeds go to the Climate Emergency Fund. And this is part two of my conversation that I did with Kathleen before this album was fully realized. Kathleen, if you do not know, and I would suggest, and it's in the show notes, you could go listen to the part one. This is the part two that lived solely on my Patreon until recently. Had a little whistle there when I spoke. Uh, Gotta always appreciate the good whistle and acknowledge the mouth whistle when you don't intend it to happen. Um, But anyway, Kathleen did the podcast a few months ago, and then she became involved with this album that I was doing. Uh, She's got a bunch of music out on Warner Brothers, all links to Kathleen. All things Kathleen are in the show notes. Please go check it out. She's an incredible musician and an incredible, I just, man, she can sing. And I've seen her live at uh, Permanent Records in Los Angeles. It was a small venue. And she just tore the roof off that place. Really incredible. So if you get the opportunity to see her perform, do it. And all that info about her doing shows and where her music is is in the show notes. So please check that out. Um, But um, when uh, Warner Brothers approached me about having her on the podcast, I was very stoked. And it was when I was trying to put the album together and I was seeking artists for the 11th hour. Um compilation and they suggested her and that her music has a lot of uh, she's already aware of the environment and it's intermingled with her music and her videos and uh, I was just like this person is great I gotta have her on the album or the podcast and the album and it worked out and I have to say her song really great and just real quick another thing about the album it's really great it's 20 songs all the music goes to the climate emergency fund there's a Here's some of the bands that are on there. Fake Fruit, Death Valley Girls, Cloud Nothings, Kathleen, Yacht Scene, Deer Hoof, Frankie Cosmos, White Denim, Sunny in the Sunsets, Gorilla Toss, Shannon Lay, Little Wings, Mama Larky, Mud Honey, Moby, Phenome, Kevin Devine, Charlotte Cornfield, Oceanator, and Marinero. All, with the exception of Moby, are people who've been on the podcast. So that's pretty cool. Not sure if I'll get Moby on. Moby's a big wig. I get big wigs on the podcast, but uh, he's hard to get in touch with. We'll just leave it at that, okay? Uh, but I will say this. Moby's tune on the album is great, and he really put in this great... He asked me a ton of questions about it, like how, what's, who are the artists, what's the vibe, and so he submitted this song, and it's it's good. The album's great. I'm very proud of it. It was it. It is every song in the album I would enjoy if I had nothing to do with it. And frankly, I didn't have anything to do with it. I just asked these people if they would do it. It's not like I was in the room with Greg Sinier from Deerhoof writing the song. Maybe I was in his heart. That's a possibility. Uh, Always go to the show notes when listening to my podcast. There's uh, all kinds of links to perhaps if we discuss something, which when the part twos, all my episodes have a part two or most of them. I'd say 98% have a part two, and they live on my Patreon, and then once in a while, I'll release one, like I'm doing now, partly to plug the 11th Hour album. But I think that's it. Um, please enjoy the podcast. 
this conversation with the great... And I'm going to say this real quick. Sorry. Kathleen, you watch her. This is going to be someone to watch. Trust me on this. Enjoy my episode and my conversation with Kathleen. Do you sit and look where you are right now and like on the verge of having this album come out on a major label and do you go, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It definitely hits me at certain points and I'm like, wow, like I was singing in a church basement, like not too long ago, you know? Um, but then it's also, yeah, I, I, I still have that pursuit of like getting, always to like what's the truer feeling (laughs) and even though it's like so I I love my team at the label and and my team outside of the label and and they're really great people and like I feel super lucky to have surrounded myself with and be surrounded by such like good people who have their head on straight and are you know good counsel and stuff um but even still I have to remind myself like at the end of the day, like, it's really important to just be able to connect with, like, I don't know, a 14-year-old in their room, you know, who's just, like, having a bad day. <laughs> like, let's not lose sight. But at least that's my goal, because, I don't know, when I was 14, I needed it really bad, so... <laughs> I was going to say, are you in... Is there an element where you are that 14-year-old you're reaching out to? Yeah, I think that's really common with, like career pursuits generally, you know, like kids get impacted by what happens and they want to, like a lot of people in the medical field had a sick parent or sibling growing up and were in hospitals a lot or exposed to it in some way and wanted to be, wanted to help. And that, that propels them into what they do now. And like, for me, it's like, I was so profoundly healed and helped and, and given life in a lifeless space, not a lifeless. I, I had a lovely, good child. It was a hard one, but I was very, you know, I'm not going to say it's lifeless, but it was tough and music was there. And so, yeah, I definitely, especially with the pandemic and, and all that's going on with these kids with climate crisis and climate anxiety. And like, there's just so much more on their shoulders. And like, I just, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to add any more stress. I'd like to take away, but at minimum, I don't want to add anything else, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I'm obviously a little older than you. And I think of like, I just, the people just behind me have a whole different perspective of life. Like growing up with school shootings and like, and climate, it's like, it's this, it's not like this, oh, fucking innocent coming of age anymore where somebody's going to write, you know, where you write a cute novel about it or screenplay. It's like you're in yeah. an existential fucking crisis. Mm-hmm. Probably my daughter isn't there yet. She's six. But I'm like, mm-hmm. there's going to be the days where I'm like, I'm. there's going to be the day where she's going to be like, hey, what about this thing? And it's going to be, I mean, I lose sleep about it, did last night about it already and i'm just like fuck like fuck 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 it's like 
I know. Uh, and the thing to keep in mind is like this, I think a lot of kids throughout human history have grown up with, like my, my friend grew up True. in Colombia during like, yeah, she's, her childhood was like in total fear, <clears throat> you know. But they had like, all that good coffee. yeah i'll let her know (laughs) no but like you know there was a lot of fear in an immediate sense and in an existential sense as a kid to forever and like ours are ours are ours in in the u.s look like this and globally they look like climate crisis yeah very privileged here for sure well maybe yes yes Perhaps. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, um, I yeah. No, I, I mean just, to say like these worries though for my, like I'm oh, like oh, I'm worried where it is like mm-hmm. daily survival is a concern for millions yeah. of people and right. it has been for yeah. hundreds of years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so all that to say is like again Octavia Butler. Let's all read Parable the Sower. Let's all read even like oh my gosh, it's it's such a a refreshing take on how, you know, how to survive and how to thrive and how to make better. And like, you know, even, I don't know, (laughs) speeches and speeches, but yeah, I I forget where we were sort of going, but I think kids, I, 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 your friend in Columbia, I'm sorry. I made a dumb joke and I apologize. (laughs) No, no. I mean, I was like, I think, ah, sorry. I'm like, trying to trace it back but all that to say is like kids are super resilient and like we are led by them and we teach them and it's I feel good about what's I feel that we're in a really sticky spot right now incredibly sticky spot but oh my god every day is better I think despite how the news is getting worse like people I feel are their minds are changing in Lots of ways, but minds are changing generally. And that's an exciting time, I think. It is. And I do feel like there is, people are turning against capitalism. And at least (laughs) maybe that's a bubble I'm in, but it seems like people are waking up that. Yeah. I actually don't think it's a bubble. I think, I I feel like our media takes a lot of responsibility for polarizing everybody. Because, and I also feel like they don't cover things properly, like climate change. There's like warm spells are going to be the, you know, get used totally. to it. And it's like, no, 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 not get used yeah. to it, you dumb fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh the God. new normal. That's what somebody called the, these heat waves, the new normal. It's oh. like, no, 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 no. That's not how, accept wow. it. We're dying. Accept it. It's the new normal. Um, <laughs> I have to go pick up my shelf at Ikea. Like I'm late. Ah, it drives me crazy. <sighs> yeah, I think... You know, I think a lot about, um, I learned recently that, so, you know, when you study like, um, English literature or literature, you learn about like first person, third person, second person, second person, third person, you know, and like how to write a story and to choose how to write it in that way or, or whatever. But recently I learned that first person speaking, like, and I, I'm excited to do more research on this because I don't know to what extent, but I think it was uh, St. Augustine actually who wrote journal entries in the first person to God and was like saying, I, and it was like a very individual relationship. And that was like 400 years ahead of its time for 
first person. And, and I, again, there's probably tons of accounts in this way, but in a direct, like I has been recognized for sure. And like in this way, but I think there was a cognitive leap that humanity began to take at, around that time where you recognize yourself as being individual and like having your own identity in some way. And I think that is fascinating to think that we might have another version that we might be approaching that's like maybe fourth person or something where we can think of ourselves. I don't know. This is one thought that I had, but like include, like we includes like non-human species or stuff like that. Like giving personhood. I hate that word because it's obviously person centric, but like giving hoodness to non-human species and that, that breaking open a mode of thinking about like how we think about, yeah, climate crisis or relation to the climate or heat waves just being normal, <laughs> like stuff like that. It's, it's kind of a stretch, but I think that once our brains and they might be on the cusp of that, it's like, we're changing language, even with like non-binary and like different language around that. It's forcing us to approach nuance and to recognize like new forms. And that's really exciting to hopefully how the philosophy changes and, and our ability to think about these relations and like survive and coexist with, you know, nature itself. And, and remember that we're so part of nature, <laughs> you know. I agree <laughs> with all this, and I think, or I'm in trying to comprehend what those things are. I feel like I follow this non-binary activist, uh, Jeffrey Marsh, I believe is their name on Instagram, mm. and oh. they said something about how, as a child, they had to protect themselves from the you know, they had to take mm. on certain roles as a ma They weren't allowed to be a boy, mm. in quotes, yeah. in ballerina dresses, expressing mm. feminine sides, and it was shut down. Mm. And and they were saying, like, how they were never able to be, be who they fully were. And I was like, okay, I don't, I'm not non-binary, but what are the roles that I put on myself Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as a means of survival, which I think we all have to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, so who the fuck am I? I don't, mm -hmm. how much of me is a presentation even to this day? Yeah. And how much is me? And where, who knows? Maybe I am not very, maybe I'm whatever. I don't know because I've mm -hmm. layered so much stuff. And mm -hmm. frankly, I don't have the time right now to sit there in a bed like Descartes <laughs> and, totally. and pull back the layers of my being. But I'm like, mm -hmm. how does any of us know? Totally. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, I mean, that's kind of what I was, I think in the same space day earlier is just, that like sort of that bravery of like being your truer self or whatever, like through and through is the layers of it, it's, it, it's really cool when you peel it back or yeah, like you said, like have the time <laughs> to just like totally. It's like, all this thought is like, it's, it's, it's a luxury of time in itself, <laughs> you know, but it's important to make space for it, even in traffic or just to zone out and be like, well, why do I like tacos? Like, I don't know. Cause my friends like tacos. <laughs> I, I totally like tacos? <laughs> layered on things as identity. Often mm -hmm. there's a car mm -hmm. down the street for me that has 
probably a hundred beanie babies on the dashboard. And to, <laughs> to me, I'm going, you are desperately grasping at identity. Or the guy who's like, I love scotch. It's like, do you? Or are you grasping at identity? Fucking interesting. Totally. Because totally. I've done that. I, that's where I'm not judging them. I know you're mm-hmm. trying to f- get some footing in this existence. And I'm like, but everything I feel like we've that has been laid out as existence, maybe mm-hmm. it isn't what our footing is on something false to begin with. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I know, I know. And then you just like, oh man, even just like, um, you know, sort of uh, with with all the AI coming into the more common common people (laughs) places and looking at, um, oh yeah, like what was the, who was it? Um, The Google, wait, it was like that strange, um, anyways, uh, ah, the sentience, question of sentience with the, the word, gen- the AI word generator from Google, I think it's Londa or something. I don't know. And, oh, it's, it's cool. It's worth looking up um, if I could look up now, I would. But it's, it's a, a whole dialogue about they're talking to, these programmers are talking to um, the AI like word generator and, and the, they post, they published it and it's, it's really fascinating and it's like this they described it as like an eight-year-old who understands like like physics some sort of like complicated physics but it's and they're arguing for sentience and I don't know where I stand on like that argument but what I do think is interesting is like you know one argument for AI not being a viable mind or something is that well it's just information that we feed them you know like all the information that has been fed into the internet and then they spit it back out in different ways um, and then generate like thoughts off of that. But isn't that exactly what everything alive already is, is like something that it takes in information through different sensory, like whether it's in humans, you know, eyes are five senses, exactly. but like, like trees can smell and like can omit smells and they can feel like there's different senses and it's just input and output of information. And so it's like, and then when you think about identity, it's like, can you ever peel it back? Because if you peel back so far, then all we are just like, yeah, like meat sacks. Like we, (laughs) there's there's not much else. Like we're water. (laughs) No. Yeah. I mean, there's the start line. We are all just human beings absent of essence. So it's like, what are we? If we're, we're just this creation. Like, mm-hmm. what is the shit that we've layered that's... And which is weird because it's like, it all goes back to the same thing and it goes back to the Buddhist. It all is the same philosophy yeah. of attachment and like mm-hmm. being present and being who... And it's like, God, we. it's just... There was another thought I had as I knocked <laughs> my computer off the stack of books to keep it. Um, I have the same. <laughs> oh, the information that they feed into this computer is that the... Like, what is the, the basis of most of our art or how we approach things in this Western culture is based out of Elizabethan Puritans. Like I read this book by Duke Ellington or about Duke Ellington and Charles Mingus. And it was kind of interesting because both as composers could not be identified as composers or would not be validated as composers because it wasn't within the Elizabethan sort of classic sense of music. So they were like, yeah, it's good, but it's whatever. And like Ellington wouldn't, he only was allowed to put things on 78s, so he could never even fully stretch his legs because cl- the classical music was saved for the LPs. Right. And, like, 
Wow. It, Mingus's biography went deeper into it of like, you know, how we fucked over the in, the Native Americans. I almost said Indians like I'm a fucking eight-year-old. Because <laughs> <laughs> in the book they said it that way because it was an older book. But still, it's like we are, uh, most of how we are approaching our culture is through that fucking Puritan Elizabethan bullshit and Christianity yeah. on top of it. Mm-hmm. And it's oh yeah, there's gazillions of cultures that are, mm-hmm. you know, the 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 when they went to uh, Australia and they f- saw people eating bugs, they were like, "Look at them, they're crazy. They must be starving." It was like actually they're highly nu- nutrient, and they, that was actually how they, they sustained themselves quite yeah. well. But they yeah. were like, "Oh my god, you don't do that. They must be savages." <laughs> yeah, because of perspective and philosophy. Yeah, and we as the and I think that was. P- would I think this one of these books I read criticized Darwin was like he was mm. seeing a lot of that through totally and it's like gotta fucking shed that shit well yeah and like that's what's I think so exciting and important about like the the demand for inclusivity these days because it, you can't really shed fully your perspective but you can collaborate with others different perspectives and come to a another perspective collectively through different perspectives you know and like when there's one dominant one in any way it's going to be imbalanced because it's excluding others perspectives i think of a lot of the hang-ups i have as an individual <laughs> is i mean it it's all goes back to like also raised catholic like those there's just and even, <laughs> yeah. if, even if my family wasn't that like involved in the church that shit is packed in there somewhere yeah. and there's like yeah. uh, there's days i've woken up sure. and i feel guilt and shame and i'm like i didn't even do anything can i at least oh my do- god i know oh my god i just went to ireland and <laughs> it was so weird we were in this um cute little t- it was just this amazing little town called uh Glen Colm Keel up in Donegal and it was oh it was so fun we got to know like a bunch of the people who live there really fast you just go to the pub and like what's cool about Ireland is they like it's the if pubs, you, <laughs> it's the pubs. <laughs> but if you are in any way musical at all like if you listen to music like they will pull the song out of your throat like they don't let you like oh bashful like I don't want to say they're like sing it now and you're like okay and like it's so cool because it's not the song isn't yours it's theirs they're like give it to me I want to be entertained and I love that because it's just so opposite of like we were talking about earlier the celebrity culture and like this like but anyways I bring it up because we went to this um there was something called the tea house and it was in this little folk village and I was like, oh, tea house sounds nice. Like, I'd like to go there. And then um, I was like, yeah, let's do it. And I was kind of like, I was with my mom and my sister. We, we'd been together for a long time. And like, we were having a really fun trip. But, you know, you get to that point with family and you're like, oh, my God. And I was hoping for some sort of solace at this tea house just to like have some tea and relax and walk in. And it smells like it smells and looks and sounds and is lit and it's above the ground, but it feels like a Catholic church basement. And I almost fucking started crying. I was just like, there was this big picture of a priest on the back. First of all, like a a picture from like the fifties or forties. And he was sitting there with his collar and then there was like soup and there was a soup and there was like, all these people around these like really bland 
picnic table like, you know, uh, 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 tablecloths and they were all gathered. And it just reminded me of so much of a Catholic church basement, probably because it's Ireland and probably because there was a priest on But it was like, I immediately started having this like temper tantrum, like with my sister. I was like, oh yeah, like, you know, I've never done that. I was like, I don't even think as a kid, like this little, and my mom and my sister were like, what's wrong with you? Like, you need to take a beat. And I was like, okay, I'm going outside. And I realized later, I was like, oh my God, it's because I was thrown back into this like really close-minded like smell, like memory where it was just like, you are only given this amount of thought to have. And as a woman, you're given less. (laughs) It's like, it was crazy. I was like, "Ah!" (laughs) I would move to Ireland immediately if I could if I could I would be the fuck out of this country so fast would you or no based on the basement based on the basement yeah (laughs) oh my god I mean oh yeah then no I my sister didn't actually leave the area she's still in Edinburgh which is not Ireland I know but is is like she going to the fringe yeah yeah she's working she just got her press pass actually because she's been doing these interviews and um like big people like she just cold calls them she's she's 25 she's 25 she's like i want to talk to you know this person i won't say because it's like but they're big people and she just gets these interviews with them and it's amazing they just love to talk to her and she's kind of finding her space in this world so she's like i'm not fringe like what should i do i was like i don't know like get a press pass like keep doing what you're doing and so she just got one she's just gonna go around like interview comedians and like i don't know it's big (laughs) i played there for god a thousand fucking years ago but it was great. I, I yeah. drank a lot of Guinness, even though it was Scotland. I was like, because Newcastle's garbage, so I drink Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it's close enough. <laughs> it's close, yeah. Uh, it's so funny. I'm so jealous. But I would, I would, yeah. I mean, I will say that. Okay, one second. That's a cough. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, I will say that at a certain point in my life, I cannot wait to live somewhere else for perspective and just generally like I'm I look forward to but you know I don't want to yeah I like <laughs> yeah yeah I, I can't wait to live somewhere else and just get 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 a new head on my shoulders you know about I, that too <laughs> I mean I was there for a month and we were put up in a flat I went with second city so we were in a oh, flat nice. like so, and it was like so we were in a neighborhood and we had a corner pub and so it was like kind of like living there it wasn't like we were in a fancy hotel or something we were in a shitty flat and it was a blast and i awesome drink so much oh as 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 it's supposed to as it's meant to be I done mean, I was 24 mm-hmm. i had a girlfriend though and I, I had a really cute british girl want to make out with me and i was <laughs> i was f- faithful and then my we got home and we broke up and I was like, I should have made out with the British girl. That, that was stupid of me. I'm, like now I go, you're 24. You should have made out with her. It doesn't matter. Fucking monogamy <laughs> yeah, yeah, when you're 24. That. Fuck off. Like that's but it's good. It helps you. You did, you did good. You know, you were. Thanks. Go back to, you know, <laughs> but I've never like messed around with. Uh, well, a actually, girl? I did kiss a girl. I kissed a girl in a phone 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 booth. So oh, I did nice. kiss a British girl. Otherwise, I was wow. going to say I've never... I don't know why. I think it was raining. It sounds that's, very... That's awesome. Sounds like a John Cusack yeah. movie. It does. That really does. Yeah, John goes to England. 
<laughs> but I was going <laughs> to say, I never messed around with a person from a different country. And, mm-hmm. you know, and for someone who's watched a lot of French films and, you know, <laughs> I, I really wanted, wanted to get with a French girl because Bridget yeah. Bordeaux. For sure. Great bangs. <laughs> yeah. You can't watch Truffaut and not fall in love with French women. That's, I couldn't agree more. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> I actually couldn't agree more. <laughs> yeah. Um, how did you end up in Los Angeles? And I know, I, I think I know what neighborhood you're in from your Instagram. Cause I've realized I said, <laughs> I know what neighborhood you're in. And that sounded guys shouldn't say stuff like that. Cause it's creepy. But I just I, meant, I didn't think anything of it because of exactly that social media. You're like, you don't like if you put it out there, it's forever. I think I'm so just I guessing because I saw you by Echo Park Lake, so I was guessing. Yeah, yeah. I I used to live in Echo Park. I used to live in this oh, amazing community apartment complex that turned out to be, and I'm still really cl- close friends with a lot of the people I lived with there. Um, it was at the the Pink Apartments. There, I'd lived in Echo Park uh, for like, eight years. Do you know, like right across the street from like it's Echo Park Ave. And Fairbanks Place. It's like, um, there's those like bright pink. I think maybe oh. they re- they recently, they used to be white and red, but now okay. they're pink. I they were like so. right across, yeah, from the last ones. But Little Peep, Little Peep, Little Peep, God, I sound so. Little Peep used to live um, like in the apartment complex, like right next door. And he shot a lot of his videos at this apartment complex. And so we would get, we call them, it's, we call it the Peep Show because so many Peep fans come through and like take pictures at this like right above where I was living it's crazy and oh my god I was actually just remembering this story um I lived so I lived like right on the street kind of it was like on the one-way street but my my door opened up and it was like right on the sidewalk it was like right there and so I woke up on my birthday and I saw all these candles everywhere and I was like what did this my sneaky friends left a little candle thing and I looked and I was like but they're weird candles they're like the tall ones that are like prayer candles and I was like that's odd and then there were all these little notes like by the candles I was like oh, my friends are so funny and I was like looking down and it was like really heavy shit like it's like rest in peace like on your birthday like you changed my life like all the shit I was like well this isn't for me and I found out <laughs> that I have the same birthday as little peep <laughs> And it was a vigil. <laughs> that is amazing. I thought it was my birthday surprise, and it was not. <laughs> super wasn't. And do you so, feel closer to Little Peep? I do. I do. And I feel closer to his fans and, like, the impact, because he was such so easy to make fun of for so long. Like, oh, it was a Little Peep song. My God, he really impacted so many people. I've talked to... I don't to, know much about Little Peep, but and it's weird, though, because yeah. I went down a little Little Peep wormhole really about yeah. maybe eight months ago or something like that and i don't know why i think because somebody because yeah. he died in i think my friend lives in the building he died and my friend mentioned i was like i don't know who this guy really? is really yeah who's your friend jim hamilton he's a comedian and wow. i think also what's his name from he just died as well from screaming trees lived in the same building i think wow maybe, maybe he died in a different place I think or because I don't think but yeah he died I think when he was 22 and it was I've listened to a couple of his songs since then there's some that I really like but they're really dark and they're really felt and a lot of the fans who would come around and you can always tell that they're peeps because 
you just hear songs playing softly on an iPhone speaker, just like walking around and you can tell they're like filming with the song in the background. Oh, that's funny. And they come at night a lot and some of them like would sneak through the building and like ride skateboards around and like, it was kind of fun. I was like, oh, it's a creep show. But some of them would come and I would talk to some of them sometimes. I'd like ask, you know, they were often really quiet and really taking it seriously. Like they were very sad to visit this place. And they were usually like between 14 and 17. Sometimes they'd come with, like during the pandemic lockdown, a lot of families came like from all over, like Bakersfield, like uh, outside of San Francisco, like, and then there were a couple kids who I met, they came by themselves. They're 15 and 17 and they drove all the way out from Arizona and like these people come all over to see this building where this hero of theirs lived. And oh my God, we got some mail. We got some fan mail. Like I said, like it's a little community in there. And so then we got some mail and we all read it. And it was this letter to little peep. And it was from this student. It was like her business class. And she like wanted to write about, and it was like a prayer. Like it read like a prayer because it was like, dear, Mr. Lil Peep, like, um, it was talking about things like in the present tense, like your song does this for me, like it does this. And then it went to sort of recognizing that it was like a person who'd passed away and was like, you know, RIP, like wish you could be here, like all this stuff. It was really weird. And so that was crazy. So that's when I lived in Echo Park, but how did I get to LA? Wow. Look at these wild tangents. I just take But I enjoyed it. And I'm little peep so deed, right? Is that I how think he did? so. I think so. Yeah, and he like. I think he was in his tour van. Was he in his tour van? Something. I think he yeah. was on the road. Oh, yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people in the neighborhood knew him. They like, and he'd come around, and he had like a huge posse all the time, and there was like a lot of drug deals, and like, kind of, yeah, just like, a lot of stuff going down, and like, I don't know. I they. It's funny. I guess he gave nicknames to a lot of people on the street like um my one friend lived down the street and he called in the marine and he's like hey how's the marine doing like and he's like hey how's it going and like because he's kind of like this built guy and then there are a couple other like my one yeah a bunch of neighbors got nicknames which i thought was funny (laughs) i don't know from little peep (laughs) were you were you post peep or pre-peep i was post peep I was pretty post peep. Yeah, <laughs> I was um, a few years. I think I don't know, maybe four years. I moved. I moved there in 2019. 2019. 2019. Yeah, I was out of there by two. Uh, I think I was out by 2009. 2009. Oh wow! Yeah, where did you live? I lived oh, in uh, Angelina Heights. Actually, I was oh. so I was a little east of Echo really? Park, up by those yeah. big fancy homes. But I lived in a shithole dump. Yeah. Like I had a slumlord, like a legit slumlord. Yeah. But my mm-hmm. rent was super cheap, and I was like, for like it was when LA. It was before the because I remember seeing an article one day. It was like rent prices in LA are blah blah blah. And I was like, when the fuck did this happen? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was fortunate to have cheap places for the my first two apartments were pretty cheap. That's nice. Yeah, that's dope. I I think I I arrived right at the wave where it was turning pretty quickly. I, I graduated in 2016 and then moved out that summer. So I've been here since then. What made you pick LA and not like New York or Chicago? Man, I really wanted to go to New York or like Berlin or, or London. 
I was like, LA? Like, are you serious? Like, I just studied poetry. Like, <laughs> no way. <laughs> like, I, you have this idea of it, like spray tan and big boobs, but like, I, it's, it honestly is just where, well, it was where the jobs were, it was where the opportunities were, but also I won uh, this Guitar Center songwriting contest in 2016, 2015. And because um, Ariel Rechtide was the producer and I've followed his work forever and he like tweeted about it and I freaked out. I was like, holy shit, like this is my way. This is my, this is my route. Cause I felt like behind, I was like, like, I remember all these artists who were younger than me were like super famous and touring and making it. And like their music was heard. And I was like, I'm behind, I'm still in school. Like, how am I going to do this? And then I saw that and I was like, that's how. <laughs> and like, and so I like put everything into that and I ended up winning the contest and it was really dope because they gave us a guitar center gave us like 10 grand in gear if you were a finalist and then like 30 grand as a winner so I got all this gear I got $25,000 in cash that was basically just like an advance to help me get off like the ground and and then uh, yeah four song EP with Ariel Rekshide paid for by guitar center and so I was like, fuck yeah. So then um, it was obviously in LA. He's from LA and, and stuff like that. And so, and then it just, when it came time to graduate, I was like, well, <laughs> I guess I'll go there. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so then I got thrown into the writer's crazy circles and, and that sort of thing. And was meanwhile, like working on the songs that we were doing and, you know, it, it took like two and a half years to get it done because he was working on a lot of other projects and it was just crazy times, but it was, this is a great start and it really helped. And like, he's a great guy and, and yeah, it was super dreamy way to enter the music industry. <laughs> I feel like it didn't happen. <laughs> That's amazing. That's a good story. That was like, I thought of it as a six year shortcut. <laughs> Well, that's whatever, whatever. I mean, you did work elsewhere. You did work. You did things. Oh yeah. Yeah. The 25 grand does not last long. Oh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it, like I, I did, I did stretch it for almost, almost a year, which I'm pretty proud of. Like with rent and like all the things that you have to cover. Like they say that it takes like 50 K to live in LA. And I was like, if I, I would have made 25 grand when I was living in Echo Park, yeah. Let's just say the shortstop and Little Joy would be a lot better off. <laughs> Man, and it was because of my 25K prize, because I went there a lot. <laughs> yeah, I was, when I first moved to that neighborhood, Little Joy was a fucking dump. I'm sure you've I heard bet. people talk about it. It was not what it is now. Like it was, it when I first went in there, I was like, oh, this is like an East Village, like 90s yeah, East Village bar. Like it looked like, totally. and it was great. And it was, but it was like, you know, artists and musicians and then guys who would fucking stab you in the bathroom. <laughs> Absolutely. A good and the mix. Manager sold meth, wore a leisure suit and sold meth. Amazing. Or coke. He, he did he was like some he was like a older like hipster guy and like he always wore seventies like leisure suits, but he was just a total fucking scumbag. And oh, I stole there was one day I saw him I was sitting at the bar and he bragged about how he found this really cool orange bookshelf or record 
cabinet and he was like he's like yeah i just found it this is awesome and then he goes and he shows it to everybody and then he places it by the door i finished my drink i went and i stole it (laughs) oh my god (laughs) and because i was like this guy's such a piece of shit so i stole it just some vigilante justice (laughs) needs to be served i don't know i'm not a guy who steals things but to me it was hilarious and i had it for years i used it for years love that story <laughs> that's great i can picture it so specifically <laughs> yeah it was yeah but it's <laughs> awesome i don't know it's a it's a i think i can't speak to what echo park is like today but when i lived there it was like very magical and it's like very creative yeah. and people just put it doing things just doing yeah. it and it was great yeah i it was when i lived there i mean and i still work with so many people like that I met in that apartment complex. Like I've made a couple of videos. Uh, Fever Dream, actually. Fever Dream, I worked on with one of the neighbors there, Tim Friesen. We met, he lived like right down the building and he's like, yeah, I make music. I was like, me too. Want to work together sometime? <laughs> and like, so we went to his studio, which is actually where I'm calling from right now because he had an open room. And so now we're studio mates. And like we did, I uh, started Fever Dream and took it to a couple other producers to get it like all the way, but we began it together. And like, um, so that came out. And then, uh, my friend who, my friend from Columbia is, uh, she moved in and she's a, like a a atmospheric scientist, astrophysicist for NASA. And so she like, and I have been working together, but she also introduced me to my partner and like, it's, and then like just family on family from that that space so. when you said columbia did you go to columbia no i oh. i oh, columbia the, the country oh oh that okay i yeah. didn't know if you went because yeah. i was like if we sp- talked for almost two hours and you went to columbia college in chicago i'd be like that was oh did you go there I, I, i'm from chicago i went to columbia yeah. for like two seconds and let's okay. just say cocaine cut my classes short right i see i see like, they're like i just wasn't fast. ready for school too <laughs> i mean i was fucking around it wasn't like i was solely i mean i was pretty yeah but I was just like, I was like in theater school and I was like, why don't I just go do theater? Sure. And that's I, what I ended up doing. I didn't like, I, I never like school. I'm not a school guy. Yeah. It's important to know about yourself. I, yeah. I, I was like, if I'm going to be at school, I'm going to be at school and I'm going to be academic as fuck. And I'm going to be <laughs> in seminars and like writer's workshops. I'm, I'm not going to do business class shit. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to feel like I'm in dead, po- dead poet society. <laughs> like, <laughs> as you should. We've almost talked for two hours. Oh, that's good. I have a lot of editing to do. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I feel like (laughs) we've covered a lot of things where we should probably do mushrooms together and really just do the work and figure this identity and the layers and time and essence and all of it. And how to have fun with no pressure. (laughs) With no pressure. Do you do mushrooms? You don't have. I love mushrooms. Me too. (laughs) I love them. They're a big friend. They rip open a a, a piece of empathy in you. That yeah, I, it's been a while, and I feel like I'm in a space where I need to sort of wipe the board clean, and that's you know, that yeah. I need that assistance. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, let's let's go find a fun place to trip. <laughs> Fuck it, we can go to Huntington Park or whatever the Huntington yeah. Gardens. Yeah, I have cool. passes to the Arboretum. <gasps> Killer. Yeah, you just go and, uh, I mean, it doesn't take much, you know? You kind of just need, like, a, 
a little like neighborhood garden, just yeah. like a couple of flowers to stare at. You don't need like a big experience. I messaged you my email. Oh, okay, great. Because I don't. Yes, the fat squire. My friend who smokes a lot of pot calls me Fat Squire instead of Matt Dwyer, <laughs> and uh, and it's stuck. And so oh, people no. started calling me Squire or Fat Squire for oh, a long so time. But oh my god! That that's way great. I can send you the all the links and my this I for a brief period I worked at you know Vroman's the bookstore in Pasadena you did no way yeah they, I, I do I opened I worked at the bar they opened a bar in there but so a sad. woman whose name I'm flaking on was a regular and she's an author and she wrote a book about uh, Octavia Butler and I follow her on wow. my I have two Instagrams I have the ones where you could look at my kids and pizza or you could sure. look at or my show one but I follow That's her good. on the show one but she I because she's always posts about Octavia Butler and I don't know if she yeah. knew Octavia Butler I don't know uh, but yeah. I thought you might be interested in that yeah I would love to and I, I'm due to hit up the bar at Romans as well also I wanted to say I love painting with John that is such a tight show it's oh like, thank you it's oh surreal that I'm a part of Lurie's so been cool. like a figure since I wanted to be creative and started hanging around yeah. the, and you know, he was just this presence totally. and this guy who was just like, you know, he's larger than life. So yeah, he did my podcast and he did it. Really? He did. That's how the show happened is because what? he, yeah, he came on the podcast and he sent me clips of the show mm-hmm. before. And I thought he was coming on to promote it like this uh-huh. thing and he was like yeah I send you some stuff and I watched it and I was obsessed with what he sent me like I watched it like several times yeah and then five minutes into the episode he's like yeah I don't know what I'm gonna do with it and he's like maybe it's a tv show maybe it's a movie and I was like huh <gasps> like I was just like how so when we ended I was like hey I'm friends with Adam McKay like he's yeah. I can send this to McKay if you want me to and see if he responds to it and he was like sure and 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 so McKay and then I put McKay loved it and I put them in touch and they you know McKay's Adam McKay so he sold it in like two fucking minutes and that's awesome but Lurie did it he thought I was just some guy we became friends on Twitter like he followed me on Twitter and I think he just we messaged a few times and I think mm-hmm. he thought I was just some guy and with some <laughs> podcast because he's like yeah I just did this show because I thought you were a nice guy He's, he's like, I don't really do interviews or anything. And I was like, yeah, well, wow. I helped you sell a TV. This, this, I mean, I am, I'm not anybody, wow. but it just, it was funny. Cause I think he was like, yeah, I'll do you this favor. And I was like, yeah, I'll I, do you this favor. <laughs> I love that. But it changed yeah. my life because my wife and I, before it happened, we were fucking poor. Like we were yeah. poor as fuck. Yeah. And yeah. right Oh, like a week before I got paid for this first season, our car just yeah. died. Like it died. <laughs> yeah. Gave up. And it was just oh. like, we were, so I was so fucked. Mm-hmm. And so thankfully that's like kind of been able yeah. to keep us afloat, but thank you for that's enjoying awesome. it. I mean, I don't really do anything with it now that it's happening. I just, but you brought it to, to my eyes. So I don't know. You're I part mean, of it. I think it's fantastic. Like I was, and I didn't like, I had no expectations. Mm-hmm. I just was like, this needs to be seen by the world. Like I, I felt like it yeah. calmed me. It like was yeah. tranquil. That's it. That's it. I mean, I was on a plane when I saw it and I was like really stressed about something. And it reminded me of, um, kind of Joe Para, like, 
that his show and like I love that space of comedy and I think it's so important for where we're at and so to see it with John Larry I was like oh my god this is awesome this is fusing so many things and like it was I just watched I ate like eight episodes in a row I was just like it's so good (laughs) his memoir is fantastic too if you get a chance to yeah and it's like yeah and it's interesting because I almost brought him up earlier because when we were talking about like scenes and pretending and like because of his 80s art being in the New York art scene where you yeah. nobody tried like it, a lot of it was like just do it and he was like yeah. he was embarrassed like yeah. he would f- pretend he didn't practice uh, but he would like uh. he was like I'd practice my horn hours and hours a day but yeah. Yeah. I couldn't say that I did <laughs> wow that's so crazy I can I I relate to that in some direction yeah like warming up vocals people are like why are you doing that I'm like so I don't sound like ass like yeah <laughs> i don't know because <laughs> you'll hurt work. yourself too if you don't yeah also that you know mm-hmm. yeah let the white guy tell you things see I, full circle <laughs> I, that's how we started that's how we end and we're talking about voices wow, wow. <laughs> check it out that is a callback <laughs> oh yeah and i was gonna send you the tango thing so i oh yes great so, yeah just email me when you get a chance and i won't okay. hassle you too much that's oh, so except good. we're going to do mushrooms. Um, yes, and I'm so grateful. Thanks for having me on this. this thank is you. Awesome. I was quite honestly, I was, I, and I, I'm, I apologize again, but I've just like I've been in this really weird space, and like, and I missed it. And then when they were like, "Oh, she can do 11," I was kind of like, "I'll be honest, I've been depressed." And I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and I'm so grateful that because you truly are wonderful, and you said a lot of things that actually have helped me feel better. And, and so thank you. Thank you for you. Oh, I'm glad. And likewise, it's been a really, really great conversation and I'm excited for many more. Me too. And yeah, uh, yeah I'm a, I'm a bum. So I'm around. Um, yeah. and I'll send you the tango interview. He's incredible. I'm trying. I don't know, yeah. if, but he should have some kind of show. He's like so brilliant. Yeah. And like, yeah. I've watched so many interviews and him read. Have you watched any of his read? No, no, not yet. He's so, and like, I will. he does a, and I think in the, sh- I'll, I'll see if I could find it and I'll send it to you too. He did a project. Some guy put music to his poems and there's mm-hmm. a video that goes with, um, fuck, I wish I could remember it. But anyway, there's a video mm-hmm. to one of his pieces and music and it's just fucking great. I'd love to see that. That sounds yeah. Yeah, the opening line the is. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna turn a bank window. Make. I'm gonna make a bell out of a bank window. Is the opening mm-hmm. line to the poem, and I'm just like, wow. fuck, it's so powerful. He's just. Yeah. He's just such a. Like I felt like this same kind of like. We talked and. I felt very inspired and like, okay, yeah. okay, things work out. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, they, I'm, I'm excited to to look into all that. That's totally my bag. My yeah, bag. he's, <laughs> I, yeah. So I was like, I don't know. Like, you pitch a poetry TV show. Not that I'm like Johnny Pitch. Oh my god! Please, think. please include me in this. Please, please, please. Yeah, please I, keep me in mind. I, I, told, I, be, <laughs> I just told him like I was like he's such a, and I was like. I feel like too that there's been this resurgence of poetry. Like I've always been like, where'd poetry go? Like, yeah. like in mm-hmm. the, I say this a lot, so if um, I sound cliche, but I'm like, poetry used to be best. Like they were best-selling books, yeah. And like mm-hmm. somehow it went away, and I don't quite understand. Mm-hmm. Somebody broke it down to me why, but I don't, I don't understand why. 
I'd like to know why. I feel the same. And it's having Im- studied it, I'm like, <laughs> it's important. And it's like, yeah. And mm-hmm. like, I, f- I don't know. It's word art. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally art with, with language. It's really cool. And I, I don't know. I have, I do it, but I don't, uh, I, I, I have too much fear to share it, but I admire mm-hmm. somebody who can do it with skill and power and make you f- feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's probably a very small percentage of people who do it that yeah. with that ability. I I think it's much easier for me to share a song than it is a poem. It's like, I'm like, yeah, here you go. But as poem, I'm like, uh, I don't think it's ready. I don't think it's good enough. I can't do it. Nope, 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 nope. It's like, but I write all the time, all the time. It's just, so it's, I, I feel you on that. Like, Do you want to do a book down the road? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely do. I definitely like, that's a huge goal is to, yeah, I'm starting a newsletter, um, on my website. It's like, we're in 2000, but, uh, I can't think of another way to post my, like, maybe I'll do some like NFT. I hear like mirror, like has, but I'm like, Oh, I just need to like publish, like self-publish. It's like a little self-done zine we'll call it because I don't know where else the fuck to put this stuff but I have so much of it so I'm just like all right newsletter so I'm like trying to I feel and like, I think it yeah I, I feel like there's more but I don't know like a number of my guests who are because I mostly do musicians I only did tango because I was so I saw him and I was like I have to talk to this guy and I have this yeah. podcast so I'm gonna use this to talk to tango <laughs> yeah yeah that's awesome but Sunny from Sunny in the Sunsets has a label and he put out a record. That's the other thing. It's like, he put out a record. Like there's a poet who has a record out. Like that's. Yeah. That's awesome. And, uh, and it's, but uh, so, uh, where was I going? Oh yeah. But like, uh, I don't know if you know the band Ganser. It's a Chicago band, but Nadia from Ganser does. She put out a book of poetry recently. Bill, another guest of mine did a I'm flaking on his name, Bill. Mm-hmm. But a guitarist yeah. put out. A, it's like so. I feel like there's this. Yeah. And Nadia it's, does poetry readings every. Like she'll read an, one poet, not her own, yeah. every Monday, like live stream on Instagram. And I just think that's like so fucking. Oh, that's cool. great. That's awesome. I was. I started to do something similar, and then I just I don't know, got sidetracked. But maybe I'll bring you, it back because it's so fun. <laughs> have you ever performed other like act performed, story told, or any of that? I did. I was a theater kid too. Okay. Um, I just, you have a, a, a I want to, I, if I say animated, that sounds <laughs> shitty, but there's moments, there were more moments of voices and things. Oh yeah. I do a bunch of voices. Like my friends have collected voicemails of mine where they try and number out how many voices I switched to like in this character of a voicemail. I would, I would love to do uh, voice acting like for cartoons or anything. Like I love that sort of thing and being on the mic at all with like different characters and stuff like, Oh, like that's definitely, I really want to get into that. (laughs) You should talk with my partner because it's funny speaking of like being who you want to be and whatever. She Mm -hmm. came to me a few years ago and she's like, I really, she's like, I've been afraid to tell you this, but I really want to do, voiceover stuff and she's like I, th- I just thought you would because I've often because I was like always like oh thank god I don't date an actress <laughs> like, oh. and I think <laughs> she was afraid but I was like yes like please do it yeah. and like yeah. 
And I just, you know, I was like, who, like, I would be a terrible partner to not encourage, even if it was like, I want to be an astronaut. It's like, great, that sounds crazy, but go ahead. Yeah. Like, who the fuck am I to, you know, what do I know? And she's like, you know, she like started doing these weekly like classes and got like got an agent like in wow. like really quick and she auditions wow. regularly and it's just like and she's really good at it and she like yeah. and it's just like it just yeah pursue it so yes you should yeah. do it i would oh that sounds so sick that's exciting see here we are we're just inspiring each other <laughs> that's what we did and she's yeah and you know it's yeah i i could if you email I could figure out and like talk to her about this because she does this like workshop every Monday and it's like on Zoom and like it's run by a friend of hers now a friend who's like works a ton and like it's like a very encouraging like you know and she like went to this class and she had never done it before like and she just has a natural ability to it's weird because my six year old also starts like she'll sometimes read me bedtime stories yeah she'll do voices and like inflection and give me notes on line reads which is just (laughs) hilarious to me i've i'm like oh you're a director like you should be like that's not how you should say it i'm like and she was right that's she's also it's like yeah you're right that wasn't good (laughs) that's awesome oh that's i'd like to shake her little hand and say good job keep going (laughs) i also love that she's like doesn't have fear of telling daddy yeah. like yeah yeah you're wrong it's like good good you should because keep that going <laughs> that's awesome well I, fi- I figure we should just also grab a coffee or, or another phone call and just and keep this continuous conversation going. i would love to and i, I feel like we can go and go <laughs> visit echo park or i don't know what you like to eat yeah. i like to i make pizza often if you're oh, hell I don't yeah. know, are you vegan or any of that stuff no i'm not and my partner's italian so we're we're big pizza now i'm intimidated well. do where do you, do you eat pizza in echo park at all um, I mean, Triple Beam is solid. Oh, is there you know? a Triple Beam in Echo Park now? Yeah. Is it next it, to the it used, Echo? It used to be like a Two Boots. Or yeah, it used to be Two Boots. Or, yeah, Two Boots. And now it's Triple Beam. But our favorite is DeSano's in Hollywood. That is... Oh, yeah. I used to live really around the corner from the old one and didn't yeah. ever go. Oh, go. It's so great. There is free parking. There's a big parking lot and it's free and <laughs> you can just go be free as hell with your car. And this is such an LA thing to say, but I may validate, but it's great. <laughs> is he <laughs> and, Italian, Italian, like from yeah. Italian? He's from yeah. Italy. He's from Venice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look at you. That's like the dream. He's oh, handsome probably, isn't he? Handsome. And He's a sweet boy. He's a sweet boy. <laughs> He's in the mob. I get it. He's, no. Classic. No. Gotta make a mob joke, Dwyer. Way to go. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm just I, picturing he's such a dork. He couldn't be in the mob. That's what I'm laughing at. That's his cover. That's where he... That's his cover. I, I used to go to Masa a lot, and I know they do deep dish, and oh, I know I'm from Masa's Chicago. So but I, I love Masa. And I do deep dish. I do make deep dish. But it's like there's a thin crust Chicago pizza that no one ever mm. talks about. It's like a whole... I've, Love thing. to try that. That <laughs> I can make. They do. They don't do it at Masa, but their thin crust I like a lot. But I could make you yes. thin crust Chicago pizza. Let's do it. Let's have a pizza night. I All love right. that. I'm in. Let's do it. Okay. And you would love my partner, and my kids, and my dog. Oh, that sounds great. I'm excited. All right. Email me, and we can exchange. I will. And I'll, if you want, well, I'll give you my number, but you don't have to. I understand you're 
No, that sounds great. I mean, it would eventually work its way there. <laughs> so that sounds great. Okay, there it is. Wait, I'm I making sure I typed it right. I'm king of typos. If you oh, you yeah. followed me on Twitter, <laughs> I I stay away from Twitter. That stuff is. I do follow, but I I just oh. it's bad. I recently paid to have all my tweets, my whole feed cleaned. Nice. And now yeah. I do what Rick Rubin does is like. Mm. Well, he posts one thing and lets it live for a day and then it, he deletes it. And I was like, I'm going to start doing wow. I was like, I admired that because I was like, then you don't have to worry like, oh, did I write something horrible when I was drunk five years ago? <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, I Everybody did. did. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, I, my God. But then it's like I'll, except for a show posts about the podcast, mm-hmm. I, if I put something up, it's usually a yeah. joke or some uh, or some vitriol about hate towards capitalism and climate change. That's a pretty much that's yeah. I like, I read that. And then I just put, I post uh, a lot of mediocre food reviews that nobody wants. And I'm down. I know I'm down for that. (laughs) Or, or music stuff. Yeah. It's usually food related. And that's, I I like food. I've been thinking (laughs) about making Sunday gravy. Sunday gravy. Yeah. (laughs) I've done it once. I like uh, having a big project once in a while. Okay, yeah. And I haven't done it in a long time. Like, I used to be like, all right, I'm going to see if I can make beef bourguignon. And then I would learn how to do it and spend a day doing it. But I haven't. That's awesome. But I did get a smoker. And it's like a a small one with, like, it's electric. Mm -hmm. Hmm. But it's like, you know, and people are like, well, you're not doing it right. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about it. I want the taste. I want the food. (laughs) And like, smoking a chicken is like, it's like the best chicken I've ever had. I'm like, yeah, that's all. I'm like, well worth my money for that's the smart i like that <laughs> i like that you know what get it <laughs> get after it <laughs> um all right i will let you go i don't know if my, my, Likewise. uh but i we will keep be in touch please yeah. don't forget to email me because that'll go away i think after i we sign yeah up. i've got it it's in it's in my brain don't oh that's right it's pretty easy <laughs> yeah. um, it's great i wrote down your number too so. <laughs> okay. yeah and i'll talk to kelly and maybe she you guys can talk about if you, that interests you, the voice stuff. Yeah, it's super. I would love to. Look at this. We're just beginning so many projects and people can witness that. <laughs> I'll direct on. your one person show. Fine. Yes. Let's I've done do it. I've directed shows. So, all right. <laughs> oh my God. So many good things. <laughs> all right. Have a good day. Okay. You too. Good right. to talk. Bye. See ya. Tired, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired.